I uh, hope everyone's been doing well. I have not been thriving. I got really excited and tried to record an entire podcast episode yesterday. And I was actually very, very sad to know that half of the audio was not recorded. And I was too frustrated to record again because it takes a lot. The residual feeling of pain that I have in my head, just not worth to record and try to remember everything either that I talked about. Um, The topic I was going for was to keep things light and talk about friends, but of course it went on kind of um, many, many tangents. So I'll try this time, similar topic, which is friends and friendship. But this time, I'm not going to limit myself to try to be positive because no matter what, it kind of goes into that negative space a little bit. So I'll just talk naturally because I keep going into tangents. But again, I never promised, I never did, that this would be like structurally sound. I The only thing I promised is I would write down the topic and I'd have different like points that I'd want to make. Um, The only thing I didn't upkeep is the point, the points to make actually. Okay, so I actually paused for a second and thought, what is a better idea than to actually get organized for once and set my mind straight? Because I'd actually like to get this done and feel a little productive today. Um, Because honestly, I, I really need to relax too and... Um, I stream and I do this. So it's like, it's so relaxing to me to do stuff where I can just talk and get my thoughts out, process things, think about things a little bit more clearly and not even like put stuff out because I'm thinking so thoughtfully of it. I know it sounds weird, but I, I do it to relax. It relaxes my mind. There's always a million things going on in it. And um, lately I've been trying to hop onto the counseling train because I actually have a really horrible track record with counselors. I tend to make their job really hard and I pretty much only last the first session. And after that it's... uh, just me in my own sorrow because I've pushed away help once again. So don't know if there's anyone that relates to me on that, but I don't know what I have against counselors. I don't know what I have against therapists. Um, have probably has something to do with trust issues and also um, having to be in my mind for too long on, on very deep topics. Because, of course, I, I'm not talking just casually about stuff the way that I am on podcast or the way that I am on stream. I'm just kind of, tr- like, I have a goal in mind usually with counseling. And I think that might be one of the problems is, like, the goal is to fix myself. But when I start thinking that way, it just doesn't work. So, anyways, um see another tangent (laughs) back to what I was originally doing so today's topic is about friends and the good ones 
and who we keep around. So that's kind of like where I like to go. I have three main points that I want to hit. Hopefully I don't exhaust myself by going into a million different realms with this. But I want to touch on types of groups that I've been in, types of like friendships I've been in, and like how they've worked, how they didn't work out. I'd also like to go into after that the struggle of what it's like to be an individual and finding yourself and then also wanting that friendship, like really wanting people around you. And then the last thing that I wanted to talk about was why I am so thankful for the friends that I have actually today. And it's the positive part and I want to end off the podcast on a positive note. So if I can't always make it a positive topic, I can at least end it on a positive note. So, yeah. So these uh, friend groups, I've been in lots. Oh my god. Like, I feel like my whole life, pretty much, I was maybe like an introvert for two days. Two days. That's all it was. Like, I came across shy for a lot of people, actually, while when I was growing up, which to a lot of people sounds really shocking but honestly even I remember I hated I hated the adults that used to come um when my dad had like he was selling stuff in the front yard I just remember like being so horrified that these like people wanted to like touch me or hug me or like I was like who are you and I guess different times back then but you know like people were way more friendly it's not a horrible thing like I think actually People should be friendlier. You don't have to be touchy-feely, but like, you know, I was a kid. Anyways, so I I was maybe like introverted for like two days, like wary of everyone. And then in kindergarten, I remember like so vividly. It's like literally a core memory. I know that this is always something that made me very proud was like I was the leader of the girl group. <laughs> we split the boys and the girls because naturally, you know, back then, right? Of course, especially in like whatever 2005, 2004, early 2000s, pretty much like in the 90s for anyone that's like before that. Um, I'm pretty sure like there was not as much education because there's really not enough now about gender equality anyways but you know kids we were just splitting boys and girls and so (laughs) it was really funny because like I don't know what I was on but I was always so aggressive like I was like a really aggressive girl but I I don't know where it went wrong because actually in kindergarten I was actually quite dainty like I don't think that I was as um active and like in your face as I was Maybe it was the hype from being the leader of the girl group. And then there was like the leader of the boy group. I literally can't remember who that was because I just was so proud that I was the leader of the girl girl group. And I think from that moment on, I loved being like the leader for things. I think that was like the the little moment I had. I was like, yeah, this is this is it. So I also like moving forward in life or well in school I was like part of a lot of like teams clubs 
I was um, always trying to be involved and I had a lot of big friend groups. Oh my god, I had huge a huge friend group at one point and it was it was like I was the mom of the group and anyone that relates to that feeling, it's not actually a really great place to be in. Um, being the mom of the group is like probably one of the most rewarding but shittiest positions you can ever be in. And I don't care about the, like, the, just like the fact that people relied on me. I don't care about that. Like, I, it was, it was like, I actually wanted to help people and that's how I kind of landed in it. Like, I just didn't, I didn't like go and seek it. I was like, oh, I'm going to be the mom of the group. Like, I just happened to be like, there was one year where it was like, I had a mama big. It was so funny. Like, if anyone needed anything, there was a mama big. And I remember I had it for, like, maybe two years. This mom big that I used to bring around with me was filled, filled with crap. It was like I was taking care of, like, three-year-olds. And that's probably why <laughs> I didn't like most of them. Because they actually did act a little, like, you know, ridiculous or immature. Or they didn't understand a lot of things. Like, and not to say that I understood anything. I was literally, like, 16 like 15 how much how knowledgeable can you be like really honestly how how knowledgeable can you be at that age but you think you are so honestly being the mom of the group is definitely really really tough because not only was i super young and super egotistic but i also found a lot of gratification with helping others but I really want to touch on the fact that I actually naturally liked helping people and and it's gonna sound weird because it sounds like I'm defending myself and I and I guess I kind of am because you know it's it's really a tough thing because I've done so much reflecting and this part of my life where I was being the mom of the group actually added a lot more trauma and issues that I actually didn't even realize were happening because for a long time I felt like my needs had to be pushed to the side in order for others to feel happy and that was the only way that it was going to work and if I didn't be happy or show up happy all the time or try to make people laugh or feel comforted when they feel like they're in pain or going through something like mentally or with family and stuff like and if i tried to be vulnerable and share my stuff too it would just show them that they can't rely on me because i'm just as broken as them and that's really messed up but i i am really really positive there's a lot of people like me out there that genuinely just have the urge to want to like help others like i don't think there's anything that i really want other than to just be friendly and nice to other people like i i don't know like it's just a natural thing that comes to me i don't have to overthink about things and i think that's what it started to turn into is like slowly over time it was like i had to be extra careful of what i was doing because Yes, I was being myself for a long time, like from like kindergarten, obviously, to like 
probably 15 years old. And I realized, like, at, at, like, 15 years old, I was going through a lot of, like, trouble at home. And I was not living with my parents at the time. I had actually moved out or, like, I mean, like... You could consider it kicked out, but it was more my choice to be to be quite honest. It was my choice to leave my family home at the time and for lots of good reasons. And um, I I was really young and especially now when I look back at him, I'm like, I was a baby trying to make a big drastic life decision that would pivot my life in a completely different other fucking direction. And what are you supposed to do? You're supposed to choose between the family that is supposed to protect you. You're taught that your mom and dad are supposed to be the ones that are your safe, safe keepers, your, your rock to lean on, but that's not the case. And like, it was really confusing because every single thing I was learning in school, I went to a Catholic school growing up, everything I learned about family and like, the values of religion, like the Roman Catholic values, and all the things I was seeing my friends have that I didn't have or I couldn't have because for some reason when I tried it, like I tried to do it their way, I, I tried to mimic the way that my friends were with their parents, it never worked with mine and I just couldn't understand. So I was in like a really bad place from like age 11 to to even now but obviously we're talking more like concise here it's like when i was like 15 around 11 to 15 years of age i was definitely in like a really confusing spot and i wasn't really sure what i was doing but i knew that my survival instinct was if i don't keep moving forward i'm going to just die and this is definitely going to get into like a little bit of a trigger warning kind of part in the episode. So please skip if you don't want to hear sensitive topics like this. Um, because I will touch on depression and suicidal thoughts and things like that. Um, not very much. I'll, I'll try to keep it like light, but I will in this section. So please like skip ahead. I don't know if there's a time stamp that I can put in, but if there is, I will insert it um, in, and then you can skip it. Um, but yeah, so at that age, specifically from 11 to 15 years of age, I was still acting kind of like um, a mom of, of groups, but without realizing it. So it wasn't really in my face until someone actually kind of said that to me, like, when I was younger and one of like my friends and I was like, Oh, okay. I kind of like that. Cause I didn't have a mother figure to really look up to that. I like liked. And for the most part, I did think it was normal. The stuff that was going on for a little bit. And I thought, mm, okay, everyone has these problems. Why can't I just fix it? And then I realized not too long later that this isn't normal and that when I'm looking at my friends and what like their families have it's like you shouldn't be told to go die and you shouldn't be told to go kill yourself or that you are a problem and that you're a bad 
you're a bad girl you're a bad um person you're you just don't know how to function properly why can't you be like your siblings i remember being like locked into spaces um being told that i can't have things um being restricted with my food being restricted with what i can and can wear um and just there was so much stuff that now at this age that i'm at like i'm in my early 20s i look back and i think wow i i really tried to normalize it and i remember even saying to myself like i don't know what i'm doing wrong i'm trying to do the things that my friends are doing and like why can't my parents love me and like to be fair though it's more so one parent over the other for for me in this case it was like more towards my mom and i i just couldn't understand it and so i made out the parent that wasn't the problem actually my which was my dad and my mom like i tried to be friends with i tried to go above and beyond and like you know do the same thing that i was doing with my friends was like going above and beyond and so like that's when i started going in the direction of overthinking everything and like i can't show weakness i can't show that i'm sad because they'll just go away from me they don't like when i'm upset so i need to stop what i'm feeling and just be happy and i have to try because i don't want them to keep calling me like angry or a a mad person or crazy and and uh, again it was like my friends were kind of like it's weird like they they're like a mirror almost but they weren't the exact root of the problem It, it all kind of started that need to like please others was from actually my family and because the only time I got a response was when I was like being like overly helpful or trying to like help my immigrant parents with things and like trying to take care of things that my sister wouldn't or trying to take care of things that my other sisters wouldn't because I have actually a very I have a very weird family like tree going on at the time too and so I I was trying to like be that rock for them even though I was really like broken apart and again I was trying to have this relationship with my parent and pushing one away at the same time and I wasn't even living at home and I remember like I'm going through this really hard time and then some of my friends that were my childhood friends started pushing me away and so I was like freaking out and so uh, like on the inside I tried to keep it cool and so what do we do when we're feeling like hopeless and like you know we go to a really bad egotistic kind of spot to save ourselves from looking bad and like we want to save ourselves from embarrassment or well that's what i thought like i so i would go and shit talk these people and talk about how much i hated them and how much you know they don't they're not worth my time and like i'm a really upfront person and all this stuff and like i know i know things because i've gone through a lot and that was the only time i ever really shared stuff about me was when i was like saying to people like I've been through a lot, you know, 
I've been through so much and like I know these things and like people will come and go and so like when they're well when they're ready to come back here's the key thing I always said when they're ready to come back they can come back now why did I do that why didn't I just like say all the time that if they don't want me in their life that's fine they can just go but I always had to end it off with they can come back because every single person I would never cut off because what I was really like projecting for myself and even now to be honest is um I don't want people to leave me and I don't want people who I've invested time and love and care into to leave without saying goodbye at least or to hate me and I think I really was struggling to understand what what was natural actually in all of this was that people won't like you so I I had to let that sink in for myself and especially over these last few few years I would say like two or three years I've been really like developing a better healthy mental perspective on what it means to not be liked and how to let that go because sometimes honestly closure is not actually going to be beneficial for either party sometimes I mean it's really great but time really will heal most things because the headspace you're in is what is taking time because your shift in your perspective and the paradigm you're in takes time to take steps I, I wouldn't even say it. like time is a factor of it it's a result it takes the time right in order for you to build up different like steps towards that paradigm shift in your life and so I hope god I'm ho- I, I hope I'm making sense I'm like touching on a lot of like traumatic things and trying to like sum it up without going into like the nitty-gritty but yeah so obviously I was like just 15 in these friendships projecting my need for belonging because I didn't belong in a family and projecting my needs of not wanting to be hated onto my friends and so we all know where this was going and so the mom kind of shtick kind of went in a different direction so it kind of mm, it kind of went a little far as some would say and so I became very assertive when it came to things and one of my personality traits that is super 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 easy to turn into a toxic behavior is my stoicness and my need to be assertive so I've always branded myself as a confrontational type and that I'm not afraid to speak my mind but really I was actually very terrified I don't think I was ever really completely honest about how I felt because in those moments especially from 11 to 15 I was suicidal I had severe depression I had self-harm behavior I had um, PTSD from um, sexual um, assault 
I had like lots of things happen to me in a short amount of time that made me like lose a lot of the like like it made me lose a part of myself and that part of myself now that I can talk about it years later obviously is my childhood the kid in me the kid in me died and I didn't realize how much I was mourning that kid in me and so I started actually being very childish like way more in my like university to now like I, I just know that I've become a lot more childish it's like I'm trying to revive that spirit in me a little bit more and sometimes it feels really nice but sometimes it's like some of my behavior does need to like be adjusted because of um like my age and the way that I have more responsibilities like you know paying bills and stuff like I can't go and just do the things that I wish that I could have done when I was a kid you know I have to be more <clears throat> sorry I have to be more um like I have to be come more aware that there's a balance that needs to happen between the two it's really hard to find the words because obviously I'm still in the process and so it's not like I completely have closed that chapter it's just like the part of my life where it was really like apparent and it was showing up in friendships was around that time and so when I was in those friendship like friendships my friendships um I was convincing myself that I need to go and get more friends so the types of friend groups that I had were varying and so I had some that I really really had like a more upbeat personality somewhere I was actually quiet in but I was still a voice of reason quote-unquote in my perspective and then there was lots of like side groups where I thought oh these are introverted people let me just like make them more happy because introverted people to me which is a really shitty thing to think of them <laughs> I thought they're miserable people especially at that age I thought they're miserable people obviously I don't think of that now I I'm actually friends with a lot of introverted people and I think it's just this thing about me is like yes I'll call people introverted especially if they want to like use that to identify their personality but I don't think that there's actually such thing as it's black and white like that like someone's extroverted and someone's introverted I think everyone just is like in between and it's, and it's just whatever you're feeling in that moment that comforts you because introverts will always say like you have to it takes time to get to know them and stuff like that and like but at some point obviously they will become more like what most people think intro extroverted it's like oh yeah that's where they opened up no i think it's just like a method of how people like to showcase their personality that's what i think introverted is is and i think that's also what extroverted is extrovertedness is is it's just a kind of way to showcase yourself to others and like some like to build trust a lot 
slower and like to build relationships a lot slower and I always thought it it was like a challenge for me and I really enjoyed it and so and and not to say that some of the friendships weren't worth the time like like and it was a game for me I actually enjoyed every single relationship I've ever made and like I know that's really hard to believe but I've enjoyed every single one and there's not one person in this world that I don't think I'm thankful to have met even the ones that hurt me even the childhood friends that I will never probably talk to the same way again I will always value the memories that we had and especially when I was going through those times it's not like there wasn't a couple of people that did know my situation or at least partially some of my situation to be fair some some of my friends or well I think it was pretty much just two two of my friends as at that age they knew kind of what was going on and did it cause friction for us? Yes, but was there a lot of background stuff between adults? That is also the case. There's just like added trauma from adults trying too hard to help children when they don't even understand how much they're actually hurting us. And I have so many instances of that where people who have the degrees, right, and go into clinical psychology or things like that like they they might not have as much repressed childhood trauma or trauma in general from being a child sometimes Uh, a lot of that comes in their teens and so like I I tended to have because people would see me as more mature but they didn't remember that a lot of this stuff happened when I was like very very young so really I should have been talking to like people that understood child psychology a lot more mm, nicer what's what's a good word for this like I don't know I don't know how to word this because I'm talking about a profession and I know that there's so many different kinds of people out there and mental health and therapy is not a one case like fits all, you know what I mean? But if there was someone out there that would have talked to me instead of off of the paper and instead of trying to make assumptions about things in the perspective of an adult and they tried to bring themselves into like the kid's shoes because I knew every time I was talking to someone and I and this touches on to like a little bit why I don't like counselors it's not the complete 100% reason but it's pretty much just I don't trust them because a lot of my experience has been them jumping the gun and like going to the complete far end of what I was even saying and it's like for a child we don't know how to make sense of things and I know that their job is to try and make sense of them for us but sometimes they meddled a little too much and what I mean is like there was a lot more restrictive like supports in there and like the constant need for us to contact our social worker and people we had to stay away from and like there were so many restrictions especially if you were like pretty vague in what you told 
the therapist. Like I, I had like a little bit of a, a problem with the, the sexual part of, of the abuse. And I never revealed even to this day to a therapist what had happened. I've revealed it to many other people now in my years later, but there were so many restrictions for no reason. Like they didn't even have, they didn't even have like, um, I don't know how to explain it, explain this because I know that there's restrictions that, and I'm going to keep this all in because this is pretty raw. Like this is just me thinking. And I, I, I usually would cut out all of this like mumbo jumbo where I don't kind of make sense and I'm trying to make sense of it. But I really, I really want to know, like, if anyone understands what I'm saying. (laughs) Because you see, like, when you're a kid, you're being restricted about things like certain behaviors you have. And it might not just be like, like... Okay, yes, they restrict you from certain adults. They don't want you alone in a room with adults or or s- stuff like that. Certain people after incidents like that for your safety. That's not what I mean when I say they're restrictive. I, I, I think I'm, I'm touching more on like my behavior and that I was constantly watched for things that weren't, weren't, and I'm, I'm making this very clear. A lot of it wasn't me self-harming behavior. It was just behavioral issues and a lot of it at the time for me, the feedback from adults and the way that the adults were instructed to treat me was like very aggressive in my opinion. And I think it was like they were really trying to set me straight too quickly. And God, I hope that makes sense. Like I just... I just didn't understand why. And so, of course, I was already an angry kid and I had a family that never, ever trusted me or believed me. And so when I'm seeing more adults do it, of course, I was like very erratic. I was very like unwilling to trust and share information. And part of me wishes that I could have just been eased in to it instead of just like had the had my hand slapped. Basically, that's metaphorically speaking, because no one slapped me pretty much after I left home. So, yeah, just it was just a bizarre time. And, you know, all that anger really bled into the friend groups that I had, like the friendships that I was making, trying to develop all the drama, all the excess stuff. And like, it's not an excuse because I was a pretty shitty friend for some people. Honestly, like I was so, I was on such a high horse thinking like, this is amazing that people want to be around me, that I'm so, in my opinion, popular, (laughs) but that's a fucking lie. (laughs) I wasn't popular at all. I was not popular. And I think it was one of those things that made me sad. (laughs) Now that I think about it, but like, it was kind of funny because I was like, (laughs) I was a pretty confident in in that area and i don't know why like i don't know what the hell i was like born out of but my god was confidence like he spilled the bottle when god made me like put it all inside and i was like damn he shook it up he's like damn it's like a protein shake he's like oh 
that's a lot more confidence than she needs. Well, she'll need it to survive. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I know God wouldn't do that, but I'm not super religious, by the way. It's just like, I do believe in God. So if I talk about him, I don't mean to like, um, <laughs> I don't, I don't mean to offend anyone either. That's super religious. Cause the way that I talk about God might, might sound offensive. So anyways, I, I just thought it was hilarious. Like I was like in so much pain, I was going through all this stuff and now would be a good time to cut to where like now I'm not talking about suicide anymore so but basically to sum up whatever I I had said earlier I had trauma it bled into friend groups that's all that we need to know pretty much and um it was like you know, I, this, this next topic I want to talk about is the struggle of being the individual you. Whoa, I hit my mic. The individual you versus the friends and how your friends want you to show up for them. And I'm a big fan of talking about how different spaces need to be made for you to be yourself because it, it really is... A true thing you can't give up all of your being to others because what will you have nothing you'll literally have nothing so obviously I'm going through all this stuff there's all this extra baggage with me and my goodness I was a red I was a wa I was a walking red flag like I like I had probably the most bright red aura about me when I walked into a room because maybe that's why I had so much confidence it was like so alarming people were attracted to it. <laughs> everyone's just like oh my god what's that red flag doing oh we must go talk to her and we must befriend her or else she's gonna come up to us anyway <laughs> so we might as well get it over with <laughs> and I was like I've always like thought damn, I'm so cool. Like, I can make friends out of every situation. But it might have been the case, honestly. It was like so many people saw that red flag. They're like, hmm, she looks like she has a lot of juice to her. She looks like she has quite a bit of, quite a bit of something negative that I want to tap into. <laughs> and I think um, that might be like also the the poison back towards me because that's how i thought of other people i thought hmm look at that introvert they got no aura they got nothing going for them let me just add a little spice in their life let me just go up to them hey hey how's it going oh um yeah Tell me about your whole life story and tell me about all the things people have done you dirty for. <laughs> and let's be friends forever. <laughs> That's pretty much how, like, I feel like it, it went. There's, without all the flowery language. Because, my god, I'm a really good talker. And 
it is a strength of mine, I would say. It's like, especially because sometimes I land myself, not sometimes, most of the time I land myself in sales positions. And I think it, it is an advantage of it. But the, the only problem with being in a sales position was I had that crippling fear of rejection because I, I, again, didn't want to be hated. So it was like a catch-22. It's like, super friendly. Everyone likes me. But my God, do I not want to sell you that product, especially if I don't believe in it. So I was trying to figure this shit out. I was like, I'm going to be me. I'm going to be loud and proud and unapologetic about everything, every single thing. Just like completely bare, <laughs> bare for everyone to see. And um, little, little did people know that I was really insecure or, well, probably the people that stayed away from me knew that I was insecure. So good on you. But at the time, fuck you. <laughs> at the time at the time obviously I didn't understand but you know and but my friends were very like smart I would say like majority of them were very smart they're academically inclined all of them seemed like they had their shit together for the most part they were super talented like holy shit like l let me tell you like just I'm gonna gush over them for a second even though I don't <laughs> this is gonna sound like such an asshole like thing to say but I'll, even though I don't really like them anymore <laughs> But, uh, cause no, cause, hey, I was, I was kicked off of my high horse. I think it's their turn now. Cause I think they're on a high horse and uh, like, <laughs> I don't want to be miserable and say, I'm waiting for them to crash and burn. Cause I'm not waiting for them to crash and burn, but I'm waiting for them to like, <laughs> kind of be like, Hey, Chrissy, wake up. It's time to wake up. I don't like this. You're, you're going in a direction and I still care about you low key. So. Anyways, I was super proud of all the friends that I had. Everyone was super talented, like really smart. There was like a whiz kid in this group. Oh my God. If I needed to have this guy answer a math question, they just knew. They just knew how to answer. And um, if I needed to like ask any art things, there was a person for that. If I needed to like, you know wanted to like talk about fashion there was someone like that was so versed in it if i wanted to like talk about anime and games which is like my spirit animal like there was obviously lots of friends for that and um i i wound up being an anime club leader for a long time but we'll, we'll touch that story another time but you know i had all of these <laughs> i had all of these friends and each one had their own category and I remember even categorizing them like it was so anal of me like now that I think about it it was like okay these are the nerds these are my anime friends these are my video game friends these are my fashion friends these are my makeup friends <laughs> this is my like school only friend strictly school only I won't hang out with them outside of school and like I don't know just please tell me I'm not just the only one in this world that does that but I just thought, like, I just thought, mm, okay, I have all of these great people around me. I think I'm going to, um, like, make more and more different groups. Okay, so now I have my, like, more of, on the ghetto side <laughs> group. I have more of my, like, understands the trauma group. I have more of, like, I'm the introverted in the group, but I'm secretly not. You know, like, I had... 
I had so many like ideals that were really stupid and and this is a part of me where I like smile and I think it will like this is a part of growing up where you're a kid and you don't know what the fuck you're doing you have no clue what you're even saying or doing you're just being ridiculous you're thinking your whole life is a drama and that you're the main character I know it's trending right now, but my goodness, did I really think that I was a main character, like, in everyone's life. Like, not not just my own. I thought, like, in everyone's life. I'm the main character, and if they meet me, it's good fortune. <laughs> so ugly. So ugly to say out loud. But, yeah, so I was, in turn, focused so hard on the friend groups that I had and how I was showing up for them that I forgot how I even wanted to be for myself. Because if there was one thing I dreaded the most, it was being alone because I had no idea what to do with myself. I was like in positions a lot of the time where I did have to be by myself because I had limited transportation options. I always had to bus like an hour and a half to two hours. And I don't think a lot of my friends realized how how awful like it was to be all the way in a different town and have to commute and then have to like be there for them and then emotionally be drained by the end and then try to explain to my foster parent why I'm like coming back home late and always making excuses 24-7 and so like you know I hated being alone because I thought okay it's more exciting to be on the edge and like pushing the boundaries with my friends so might as well go do that it was like in a sense my rebellious stage <laughs> even though I'm pretty sure my rebellious stage was like a lot earlier than than the age of 15 but yeah I I just I just remember like hating it like I would look at my phone and I had a phone for when I was probably 15 14 or 15 around that age and like I didn't have access to it for a long time actually I, I think there was like a problem with like they didn't want to pay for my phone bill or something like that I don't know but I didn't have a phone and like, you know, I was really in my solitude and I just remember thinking like, wow, I have no friends. And then I would go out and I would have a thousand people to talk to and like lose myself in it. So it was like so conflicting of a position to be in because I knew that I like at least I thought I was cared for by people but I just felt really lonely by myself because it was like it was so superficial and some of the friends actually like they started like saying hey you know we don't know much about you only like a handful later on like when I was 17 like a few few years later as I made more friends so obviously I lost a lot and I gained more. So I like became less and less open to talking about myself over the years because of therapy, because of all of this stuff going on and how many friends that I lost, right? Because, you know, the loss of friendship was also new to me. And for a lot of people that age, like, of course, of course, it's going to be something you have to go through at some point. And I remember even saying, like, I was so stubborn. Oh, my God, I was so stubborn. I used to say, like, yeah, friendships don't last forever for you, but they will for me because I don't cut people off. 
<laughs> so they're still my friends no matter what. And like, okay, yeah, that's true, but remember consent. Hello, wake up. <laughs> that person might not want to be near you. You might want to be their friend still, but they might not want to be near you. And that was a sad reality of it. But anyways, like when I was 17, I had some really good friends and, you know, like it was an even better group than before than my childhood ones. And I, my God, I still love them. I, again, super talented group, very musically inclined. Every single person it was like, it was phenomenal to like, know these people, like really like just some of the most amazing minds that you could meet and I, I really think like that's still like I, I'm so proud of where they've come from and what they've done and so like I'm happy to have been friends and have so many good memories but obviously things don't go well and so I had pretty much beef with this friend group and like everything split apart the Fire Nation attacked which was pretty much just like pent up rage I had against this person for like mistreatment and I, it was also an awkward time because it was pivoting into a direction of trying to take care of my inner self and like who I wanted to be and I was trying to find myself so in terms of like if we're gonna look at this in a textbook kind of scenario I was kind of hitting it late because most of the time after you're out of high school you're kind of um like entering a time where you at least have some like understanding of what you're like what you need no i don't think that's even true i think i think i was just feeling that i was like behind on things yeah i was just feeling like i was behind on things <laughs> i'm gonna stop myself there before i get ahead of myself see this is like one of those podcasts that are going to be really imperfect because sometimes like I feel like I'll edit some things if it's necessary but this this I feel like it's good to just put in the raw stuff because you just have to go through it like these are my honest thoughts and like um for a second there I really thought yeah I, I was in a late stage but no now that I'm thinking about it I wasn't in a late stage of trying to get to know myself, actually. Most people my age were still getting to know themselves. I just felt behind because it was, like, the first time I was acknowledging it. Yeah, that's pretty much what it was. It was the first time I was acknowledging that I had no idea who I was. And I had no sense of self. And um, pretty much that mom persona was dying away. And, and I think my friends could tell that it was dying away because I was less responsive to things i was less understanding of things i was more upset about things i was allowing myself to be more um upset outwardly about about my friends actions and that was something that they had to go through unfortunately and like this is where i feel really guilty and i feel really bad because I don't think there's one person in that friend group that I had at the end of high school that I didn't love. And honestly, if I could win them back some way that I, I would, like, I will, I really mean that, like, I, w I really wish, like, I could, but I know that it's pretty dim. I've tried to reach out. No one reaches out back to me because I was turning really toxic. I was, like, on a high horse still from being the mom but I was so solidified in that idea of myself that I didn't even realize how much I was hurting 
them and they were getting the residual anger I had from my previous friend group of like my childhood friends and it was just so unfair and if I could just slap myself I would but obviously there's not much I can do except slap myself in real time so just kidding <laughs> but um they they I god I really beat myself up about it a lot I still do because it's still fresh you know I I had them still as my friends throughout my post-secondary journey and obviously I'm still like in my early 20s so it's not like I'm completely over that part of me and I and I think that's like why I'm so resentful of myself sometimes it's like damn why can't I just not make them feel bad about who they are like I'm just being that person that my friends were to me like that's just so awful and you know like one thing led to another there were lots of things that happened and I was being an asshole about a lot of things I was too high and mighty about a lot of things I thought I was right about a lot of things I thought I'm supposed to help them they're miserable like and it's really sick honestly it's fucked up when I think about it it's really fucked up like I really thought I'm gonna, I'm gonna fix everyone like just shut up like I really had to bench myself and like say like you need to get off the fucking field because you are not making sense and you're making people miserable like literally one of the best best people I've ever met in my life honestly I really really hope one day I can at least like still get a coffee with them in the future and like the far future because they probably are like honestly tired of just me in general but this is a really good friend and I and I really truly mean this like this this person meant a lot to me and I thought damn like this this is like someone that I'm gonna be friends with for a long time because I feel like I can understand them and then what did I go and do I literally like lock them in my car and force them to like have a, a really hard conversation with me which I don't think anyone should do and like honestly I still think about it and it's so sick that I did that like I know I didn't do anything like to hurt them physically but mentally I, we were talking about such a deep topic I wouldn't stop the car to let them fucking pee and by the time like I like had come back to my senses because I was so fucking high and mighty apparently like this poor like friend of mine they just were like yeah I just have to I just I really have to go to the bathroom and I'm like oh my god what the fuck is wrong with me I like literally forced them to talk about something that's so like deep and profound for them and like something they're not comfortable talking about and they've already told me they don't want to talk about it why am I so forceful and ever since that day like I've been really like I need to I need to stop and I feel like that's really the reason I lost that friendship and I really deserve it. Honestly, you should never do that. You should never put your friends into a awkward position. I don't know why I thought that was okay to do. And I don't know why I had, like, such a high and mighty, like, attitude about everything. And really, like, I, I mean that. Like, I had such a disgusting, like, desire to be that person to fix everyone. And it was just so awful and ugly. And I really hope that I completely learned from it and I will move on. And now I'm in the stage of my life where I'm super duper in my individual 
self. Like I'm, I'm really confident in the, the friends that I have because I trust them. I'm not like trying to put anything. And obviously I had to go through these phases to be humbled and I still need to be humbled. And that's what I need to, to continue to tell myself is like, hey, you're still not done learning. So you need to fucking relax and sit down. You need to chill. You need to chill. Chill out, bro. Chill out. But yeah. And um, so obviously like I, I warn sometimes people these days. I'm like, you know, I was an awful person. And like, I think it's just a way for me to like make up for the stupid things that I've said or done and I've hurt because yes my friend group my friend groups they hurt me okay I'm not gonna deny that they haven't hurt me either and that they weren't considerate of my feelings for a lot of things or they didn't want to see my perspective on things I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna sit here and say I was a hundred percent like the the sole problem was that a big problem was I maybe 65 percent yes but will I sit here and, and, and say, like, they didn't even bother to meet me halfway? Yes. Because why? And, and there's actually a very logical reason why. It's because they also were finding themselves. So I can't put pressure on people that were literally in the same position as me. I just thought that they weren't. And that's not fair. And so I was doing the same thing in turn. By not giving them space to kind of, like, develop their relationship with me back. I was so forceful one way with them that, like, I don't think it was easy for them to come and meet me halfway anyways. But I do think that there were certain people that did have that kind of relationship with me where they could have, and I was really let down. And so, you know, there's a lot of time and a lot of conversations that I'll never get back and that I am thankful for and some that I'm really uncomfortable even like thinking about because like I said like I really messed up with one friend and I'll always remember that and I'll always I'll always be sorry to that person and and when the day comes that they ever want to come back I I was like <laughs> refresh I want to I want to find that I want to find that quote I want to find that quote hold on hold on okay I found it okay as such, I have no regrets in meeting you, friend. Should the day ever come that we are not together, you will continue to shine like gold in my memory. <laughs> That's so cringe. But honestly, it's the feeling. It is, there's nothing more that enca encapsulates this whole, like, episode. Is like, that's my, it's exactly how I feel about it all. It's like, even, even me. It's like, the parts of me that I really miss and the parts of me that I hated, like, you will shine like gold because you've taught me so much. And I think that's part of the journey right now. And, and I hope that everyone kind of sticks with me. I was really happy to see the analytics. Like, I thought maybe just three people would listen. But I have 17 listeners across the world. So that's really cool. And, um... To anyone that's a re-listener, then thanks for for listening to this podcast because I my journey is just starting to like develop the individual in me, and hopefully there's something that you can hear in my words and the sincerity of things and like 
I'm just trying to stay happy, to be happy, to try and be happy. And like, it's the reason I named it this podcast, because even though I talk about depressing topics, there's always something to be happy about. And I think that's something I need to put into practice a lot more because, you know, I, it's so easy to tell yourself it once in in a blue moon, but it's harder to like actually live that kind of life. And, you know, I'm really so, so happy because it brought me three amazing friends and I'll never take that for granted. Do I have friend groups now? No. Do I want them? Of course I do. But am I ready? No. I think I'm better off just at the moment having three separate friends in three different areas. And like, I have other friends, of course, too. But I mean, like, when I say friend now, I really mean like, they're not just an acquaintance. They're not just someone I know because of my outgoing personality. There's some, there's people that know that I'm not just one dimensional like that. And I'm okay to tell them that. And I'm okay with a lot of things. And with the people that I have a lot of fun with, that I just like to have a lot of fun with, they're more of an acquaintance. And do I allow for space for them to become my friend? Yes, absolutely. But only if they want to. And I'll let them reach out to me and then I'll reach back out. The same way I made these three friends, I think that, you know, having the head injury, going through all this stuff, financially being fucking beat down, honestly, still trying to work towards my rent money, um, has really put me in a position to understand, like, how I'm so grateful for every single person that I've met along the way, and unfortunately, that means all the good and the bad, and you have to, you have to keep smiling, even if you think that it's hopeless, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie and sit here and say that I, I'm not feeling sad or lonely these days either. Still, just because I have friends doesn't mean much ab- about those feelings. But what it does mean is that I have better support than I ever did, and like I have probably the like the most amazing feeling when I can talk to them and that's something that I never really thought like I would have for a long time because I thought I just should like wallow in my own misery and so I'm really really happy about it and I hope that anyone listening can find that happiness too again if especially if you were in a position like me or you were hurt by someone like me And maybe this, even though that person might not be able to be mature enough to apologize to you, or you don't even want to hear an apologies from them, and you're listening to this still for some reason, I don't know what's wrong with you, I'm just kidding. But (laughs) honestly, and I truly mean this, I, I don't think you deserve anything, like, any pressure on who you are. I don't think you deserve that. And you deserve to work together with others. And that way we can all just be happy in the long run. You know, just try to be happy. Um, Another thing that I wanted to mention before I get off of here actually is if you want to, you can follow me on Instagram at Soggy Socks and you can give me feedback through DMs. I haven't posted anything really on there, but if you want to follow me on there, you can. 
Um, I also have a TikTok, but I've posted some stuff. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think the Instagram is better. Or you could follow me on stream. It's soggy socks, um, forward slash Twitch. Or wait, I said it backwards. <laughs> it's twitch.com forward slash soggy socks. Yeah. Anyways, um, feel free to DM me if there's a topic you want me to focus on or if you want me to um, do something, I don't know, something better. I don't know. But yeah, we'll keep it on a light note. I think just try to stay positive even with the friends you got. And um, I'll see you all in the long run, I guess, my acquaintances my 17 viewers. <laughs>